Hello and welcome to uh, this week's Standing with Refugees podcast and thank you for joining us. I'm Paul Hutchings, one of the founders of Refugee Support Europe and this week I am talking to Samira Harnish of uh, Women of the World. Hello Samira. Hello. What an honour. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, you were nominated for the um, Nansen Award, in fact won it um, uh, for the Americas this year. Congratulations for that and you met John at the um, ceremony in Switzerland this year. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, I had a really a good conversation with John. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, um, what a prestigious thing to be awarded. Um, uh, well done. Uh, tell us a bit about uh, Women of the World and why the UNHCR um, uh, awarded you this. Sure. Uh, so Women of the World is, uh, I found it in 2010 when I moved to Utah. I uh, um, My background is... Uh, uh, semiconductor engineer. I worked for one of the largest uh, semiconductor in America for over 17 years as a senior engineer. So when I found a lot of refugees coming, you know, special Utah is close to where I was living in uh, Boise, Idaho. I um, start to be. Uh, I start as a volunteer in there. I resigned from from my job and started to be volunteer to help women from a different country that speak Arabic so I could be as a medical interpreter. I found out the women unfortunately were pushed away until they have time for them to give, to pay attention to them. The, uh, the resettlement agency I think is everywhere. You know, I found that they give the job first to the husband and kids to be sure to be in school and the women wait until I have time for you. So that's why I decided to uh, start Women of the World. Um, there is, uh, we help asylum seeker, um, re- women's refugee asylum seeker and immigrant. Uh, we offer a boutique service and capacity building with the goal of getting our ladies to self-reliance. So um, I, when I started, it was really a big challenge for me. Um, I learned a lot about the NGO and took a lot of classes and all these things. The other things is I was in a, in my car for seven years, <laughs> going east, west, north, south, <laughs> to help the women and all these things. And a lot of people they said, "Are you going to give up or not?" And I said, "No, I will never give up <laughs> until I, uh, uh, you know." make those ladies you know they need attention and they need our help and that's when I was nominated for a Nansen award for being uh, full-time de- dedicate myself for this is uh, um, um, really fulfillment for me to help the displaced people yeah I mean, really great, and um, I, I love the focus on women who um, do often um, uh, not get the priority they deserve. And when you say the resettlement agency for those people who don't understand, is that that's the what the U.S. government body that helps with displaced people in the U.S. But they preferred to um, provide opportunities to men before the women. Is that right? Um, yeah, and the thing is because uh, uh, at that time, you know, when I noticed that um, I, they have to be, you know, for six months, they have to be by their own after the resettlement, uh, they're done. Uh, so they wanted to be sure that one of the 
family, you know, is working and they wanted to be sure, of course, the kids in the school. So that's why I noticed, you know, a lot of women, they come to me and they said, we want someone to speak up for us, our voice, because we, I'm, I'm a doctor, I'm an engineer, I'm a, a pharmacist, or, or uh, women that um, never worked in their in their uh, country, but they wanted to work and because one person to bring money is not going to be enough to take care of the bills and everything. So that's that's when I noticed that, you know, for uh, in the beginning when I start Women of the World. Mm. Yeah. So you work with the women and then in how does how what do you then do to help them uh, apart from, you know, being a kind of good support to them? How do you get them into sure. self-reliance? Uh, yes, the, we have the three programs that lead to the self-reliance is customized service and uh, advocacy and capacity building. What I'm saying is customized service. Every woman comes from a different background and their um, their needs is completely different than the others. So that's why we call customized. So we advocate for them through immigration, housing and healthcare issues. Mm-hmm. And with the second program is economic empowerment. What I mean about that is to help women to get education, employment, or to start their own business. And the third uh, um, program is community development. Uh, see, the mother lose their ability to parent uh, if their children share a secret language from the English classes in the school. Mm-hmm. So we help them to learn to regain their voice in the family and the community. Of course, we teach them the practical English. Unfortunately, I don't see in the state there's a practical English. There's a lot of English lesson, you know, from, you know, every block there is a place to go and learn. ABCD is not going to uh, help them right away to speak up you know they wanted to speak English right now so what I you know of course because this is my second language English and I thought well why we don't be making you know like equipped for future or practical English uh, we teach her the vocabulary that she needed at that moment mm. so she could be able to speak or to go to work and and the the program I start actually like a pilot for um, a month and a half and it was succeeding you know for the women that start their job and still they are working and this is one of the things and and the other things is you know to uh, build a community that and and women you see them they are very happy to come and meet in our uh, now I have an office in a couple of years uh, I, uh, the, you see them, they are network with the other women from a different country and uh, they are happy to uh, speak up loud, to say the word in English. They see there's no man, they will laugh at them. So they feel kind of comfortable at that moment, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you're in, in, those, in those programs that you're describing there, what's the, what's the kind of biggest problem that you're coming up against the biggest obstacle the most difficult thing that you're trying to overcome unfortunately with the medicaid you know in our country is really hard you know to get the medicaid and when they are coming with the uh, full with the ptsd uh, ptsd and anxious and mm-hmm. and 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 or they are from the war some you know uh, they hit by a bomb or 
something like that. You see, they are uh, they wanted to go to the doctor, but there is no medication, and we we advocate for them to the hospital to the doctor to see if they lower their the payment or to remove it completely. And we were we've been succeeding with that, you know, when we go and we talk about this family, they don't have the money yet, she does not work yet, and all these things. I think is the, I will say the biggest one is the language. Uh, when I, um, I have to go to every place like stores and uh, company to speak about women of the world and tell them about the women, how they are resilient, they wanted to learn, they wanted to be working and help themselves and the family. So it's really hard for them you know, to hire someone they don't speak English very well. So that's one of the connections I built up, mm. or the partnership built up to um, teach them really fast with the word that they need to be um, work, you know, like, uh, like we even uh, uh, in fact, we show them how to um, uh, to do the interview and how to write the resume or CV and uh, take them in there and see uh, if the uh, a place like the customer service or to the uh, a company or a hotel as a, uh, of what they call it is uh, um, to work like for cleaning rooms and all these things. A housekeeper so we we go with them and we see, try to mentor them to see they are getting the job all right and they this is a way um i think is again and again i says is the english language the biggest challenge that they face mm. and then um I mean, uh, so there's this 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 challenge about uh, having to access the right kind of medical care, about them um, having enough yeah. English to be able to uh, integrate and to work effectively. What about um, how welcoming it's been over the last? Uh, I mean, you say you've been in the US for 17 years, and you've been doing this job for was it seven or eight years now? Um, I mean, um. No, I came in actually in 1979, so I've been wow. in almost is going to be 40 years. Yeah, I study. Um, I study my. I was. I'm an immigrant from Iraq. I study engineering. You know, civil engineer and electrical engineer. And after that, I worked for 17 years in the company. I see. Yeah. So you've been. Yeah. So you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been there. A, you've been there a long time, and then, uh, yes. and then since, but, but since you've been doing this job, um, how have you seen the situation uh, change for um, displaced people in the U.S.? Um, I mean, uh, you know, the U.S. always was a very welcoming place to people from uh, other countries. I'm, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, yeah. I'm speaking to you today. Um, you know, on the day that. Uh, that results are being announced after the midterm elections, and there's been an awful lot of rhetoric about um, displaced yeah. people and migrants that has not been very positive. And I, I wonder how has it changed over yeah. the last five or ten years? I want to say, you know, there's a lot of changes, you know, and fortunately, when we have uh, the president came at that time, you know, and talk about the Muslim people and the is not going to let some of the countries to be a refugee in America. Uh, it changed a lot uh, for um, a lot of the, the attitude of the people. 
around me. And in the beginning, you know, when I started, you know, Women of the World, you know, as in in Utah, uh, that I found out, you know, when I speak up or advocate for them, they always say, uh, we don't want a homeless people in here. We have enough American homeless in here. So they thought they are homeless. So I have to go and educate them and, and talk about it loud in every single uh, uh, moment that I have or it open for me, I go and talk and, and educate American uh, around me. But when after that, you know, start to lift up, you know, and uh, Utah is really amazing. You know, the people that I like to give and to volunteer. And that's when I said, you know, in the beginning when seven years I was in the car, I uh, couldn't have the money, you know, to uh, to hire someone to help me as well. So um, the I had volunteers from Utah. They come and they go, you know, to help me with that. But when the president came in, um, some people, of course, they came in and they said, well, we don't agree with him, what he is doing, you know, all these things. But some others, you know, they were against the refugee that some of the refugee they've been attacked in school and the in the street pushed away from uh stores so um it is kind of, it it changed unfortunately and i just don't like to uh see america is like that because this is not the america that i know when i came to uh um starting here yeah Yes, how sad to hear. I mean, I think uh, we've had um, similar stories in um, Britain as well, unfortunately, uh, when we voted for Brexit. So we had quite a lot of um, hostility, which wasn't there before, which uh, started to appear from people who felt that they then had the right to behave in that way towards people who they saw as uh, foreign or not having the same rights as them. Uh, and it was quite hostile. It still is. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, and we have like what sixty-eight million refugees right now all over the world. Mm. Of course, you know the other things is you know some of the family they came in like from Syria, and uh, they were waiting for their rest of the family to come, and it happened when the president uh, came in power, and they did not come. You know, so um, a lot of them they kind of felt so bad you know and they come to me to the office and cry please go and talk to him and I thought well he's not next door or I cannot do anything you know so they think I could do uh, something to change the law and I wish it does hmm. yeah I can <laughs> well I mean that's interesting Samira what I mean what would you change I mean if you could change the I, law um, if you were president or if you had his ear you oh, oh well I mean Yes, of course, you know, I mean, America is, we are rich, you know, country, you know, everybody knows us, you know, the land of the opportunity. Mm. And we have um, a lot of people, you know, around me, they come and said, I wish I could uh, sponsor family from there. But we can't do that. They have to go through all the regulation as a refugee until the United States, they will, I mean, the government, they will let them in. So... I really wanted uh, to change the law, of course, and we get more refugee uh, to our country because there's a lot of uh, people in here. They are very happy to open their door and help them. And the other thing is, you know, um, 
I will, you know, I wanted to tell the uh, the audience or whoever is listening to this uh, podcast that, you know, the, our refugee neighbors, I call them neighbors, I don't call them refugee after a while, um, you know, they can accomplish great things because of who they are and what they have been through. Um, and we need to give them that chance, you know, to come to our country you know they suffer a lot in their in their life you know and they don't want to leave their country and because of the war they did and they have to start from zero when they come to our country so they wanted to learn they wanted to um uh, start their own business or start from zero to help their children and help themselves you know so and uh, one of the things is we do every year too in december we give a, a certificate for the women that reach to their goals and that it will motivate the other women, you know, to start their own, you know, to learn English right away and go to college or to, um, to go to, you know, to find a job. And, uh, you know, this is really a great uh, uh, a, a program that make a lot of women say, okay, next year I'm going to reach to my goals. And, yeah, and, and this year, of course, we have it on December 8th, and it's always, uh, we have this uh, celebration in county building, and I would love to, a lot of people to come in here if they are hearing me in uh, Utah. Um, so you have a celebration on December the 8th in what, Salt Lake City? This is number 10. Wow. Um, the, I remember the first year I gave a three certificate for women, Last year it was a 20, and every year it goes higher is because they get motivated and they go and learn and um, be independent, and they come and we give them a certificate to graduate. You know. Oh, yeah. how lovely! Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll post details of that when I do this podcast um, and put it on our websites. Um, but. Um, one of the things I find really frustrating is that we still need to make this argument support more refugees and open our borders to them and and help more to resettle and there is this kind of moral argument um, which is that you know this might be the human compassionate thing to do when people have got no other choice in their lives and then there's also this it might be in your interest it might be in the nation's interest because the yes. these people can contribute in 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 in, exactly. in many many ways which could be yes. about creating businesses or you know running great restaurants or or, or bringing great music or being good neighbors um, exactly, exactly, exactly. It, it's yes. so frustrating yeah. to have, keep making this argument because it just seems yeah. self-evident to me but I mean what what do you think is the most effective way to change people's minds because we are on a mission to change people's minds aren't we we do have to do that yes you know i mean i I never stop talking you know i had uh, i think it's uh, since uh, the the announcement about uh, nansen i have more than uh, 10 places to speak Mm. and one one of the things is i always have in my uh, uh, powerpoint to show how much uh, the refugee when they come in here they benefit our community um, I have numbers as well you know I I have a result I have a details I have pictures I have um, stories even the women they come with me and they speak their story 
go on and I don't stop, you know, shouting in my uh, loud voice, you know. In fact, I have a meeting with the, with the governor tomorrow morning. Wow. But you're based in um, uh, Utah and um, Salt Lake City and you said that that was a, a welcoming place and we've had a lot of support from there as well. Um, what, what do you think it is about that or is it very similar to the rest of the U.S.? One of the things is, you know, Salt Lake City is with the Mormon religion and they've been, they, of course, they call um, as refugee came in from the east of America to the west. And they, this is one of the things they spoke in their church and they have a conference to say we need to help the refugee because they are refugee. So uh, that's one of the things, actually, I will uh, say is the benefit of their religion that to stand up with the other people need and um, that would make them uh, support the refugee in here. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, uh, you said that you've got uh, the, the Nansen Award has given you a really good platform to go and talk to other people and spread yeah. the word and you're talking to the governor tomorrow I mean really great stuff yeah. uh, what other plans have you got Samira for the next kind of year or so uh, it's actually um, I wanted to have a, a women of the world um, shopping center is a lot of women they wanted to they like to cook and they have uh, they start already some of them business as catering and I wanted to make as a, an incubator a small, uh, like a mall. It has a couple restaurant different uh, from different country, a boutique uh, store for the women that they saw and they have. They are talented with their art. Uh, this is one of the things is I wanted to to bring it to the governor tomorrow and see if he could support it. You know because with. Uh, the funding is really hard. It's very challenge for us, you know, because uh, so far I don't take any funding from the government, you know, but from the, um, I will say, from the private uh, funder, you know, uh, here and there, you know, we write a grant. So uh, this is one of the things is really I wanted to make it uh, as a one mall shopping center coming people from a different country, they could come over there and learn about the culture from a different country by shopping from the center. So this is one of the dream I have. And the other things is I wanted to make it uh, national and international women of the world because I just recently came in from Uganda. I was in there um, as a volunteer for two weeks uh, uh, helping uh, women with young woman with fistula repair and it was really a great uh, moment to go in there and learn about them and many women in here in Utah they're coming from a different country uh, as a refugee they love to have women of the world in their country to help the women um, make our women of the world bigger and better and stronger you know and I hope I have the light for it. <laughs> well, yeah, good, I mean, good luck. And maybe the next time we speak, it, I'll be speaking to Samira of women of the world around the world. And that would be, yes. that would be fantastic. It would be great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I yeah. wish I wish you all the luck with us, Samira. It's been a, a real honour to speak to you. And um, what fantastic job. Thank you very much for talking to us. 
Thank you so much, Paul. I do appreciate that for having me in the uh, in your show. Good. Well, thank you, Samira, for standing with refugees and thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, we talk to someone um, pretty regularly and make it available to download. Uh, you can subscribe on Podbean and iTunes, download it there, find it on our website. Uh, please tell us what you think. You can email me. Um, we're also on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. If you do a search for refugee support, you'll find us. And if you've got any suggestions about who else we can talk to, please let us know. Thank you.